If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started all right everyone welcome to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless all right so let's begin right so in today's episode we will be continuing on the personal bill of rights series and Today's very own right is my, honestly, my most favorite so far. And that is right number 24. And right number number 24 states the following. I have a right to my own space and time. I'm not other people's beck and call if I don't want to be. So I have a right to my own space and time. Which means I'm not other people's beck and call if I don't want to be. It seems that, you know, when it comes like family relationships or partner relationships or even work, workplace uh, situation. So let's talk about the family, uh, you know, relationship first. When it comes to the family, and this applies pretty much to when family, when there's a gathering, like when there's an important event and everyone is gathering for like a certain celebration. What seems to be happening is that um, the boundaries that you used to put to protect yourself, you know, from like further abuse and you take the time and space for yourself to do your things and to to think deeply in things and and try to uh, be more productive, for example, in your work. Those boundaries decrease dramatically in those events if you already are not capable of going no contact yet. If you have to live with your parents, for example, 
um, and you're still not able to go no contact. Presumably, you can keep um, the low contact with the toxic family members, and you can still be on your own, and you can still do your things. And you know what? Being, you know. Being in your own universe, in your own room, in your own shelter, doing your own stuff is actually a lot better than having to stay in an environment where you feel like you're totally drained and you feel like a lot worse than when you cry on your own in your room, you know? Ten times better when you're on your own doing the stuff you want to do and nobody interferes. Um, it becomes this sort of feeling of guilt over why am I not joining? Like, why am I not there with them celebrating? I should be probably there. I'm probably missing out on the happy time they're ha- they're having. Maybe if I can join, you know, I can have the same laughs. But all you notice when you go there is that they sort of like subtly change in the mood when you're present and you feel like something is off. But you can't tell yet because you've just joined in. And guess what? The longer you stay, the more you feel like, oh man, this is not helping me. I'm not feeling productive here. I'm not feeling happy. This is weird, right? And then you start questioning yourself because maybe... Maybe it's just you, you know, maybe you're you're the odd one in the circle. But then the problem isn't really you. You're just not feeling in a good mood when they're gathering because it's always just, there always seems to be something off. They're always changing the topic all of a sudden when you're, cha- when you're, when you're participating in the gathering. It almost feels like, Am I an intruder here? Like, am I the odd one here in the circle? Like, tell me if if I am. Let me know, you know. But they don't tell you. They don't let you know. You have to figure this shit out, unfortunately. And so you feel like you're really dragged into that atmosphere by guilt, essentially. And by feeling of fear of missing out. FOMO. But what happens is you're not missing out on anything because... They just shift the paradigm and they shift the dynamic on you and now you're feeling vain. Nothing is going on. Like nothing is really beneficial to you that's happening. It's just stupid. I mean, I could totally not waste my time here and go to my room instead. That's what you think to yourself, right? Let's talk about the partner relationship. The situation of the romantic partner when for example they have an important event like their birthday or something or some sort of a party or a promotion in career or graduation or whatever you know just an important event that requires gathering for example or a date you and this person who's narcissistic And what you required almost every single time is for you to just be there, give them 
their supply and careful not to run them dry. And I talked about this. The the, The episode is entitled this way. And I made it so because it's a joke, you know, it's funny. But um, it just feels like that. You have to be present to always supply them with their supply in order for them to feel good about themselves. You know, you have to agree whenever they say something. You always have to... Um, whenever they say that someone looks good, you have to agree and say someone looks good. Whenever they say that uh, working in this job is terrible and sucks and barely pays enough you have to agree with no second thoughts whatsoever um if they gossip about someone you have to join them in the gossiping otherwise why would they gossip you know you're not their partner if you don't gossip with them stuff like that stuff that is really childish and just really unnecessary you know and then when you try to avoid the situation and trying to be quiet, you know, just sometimes and try to think about something else or save your energy for something else that is not really in the interest of the narcissistic partner, you find yourself guilty again because what they will do is they guilt trip you into it. They will say things like, oh, why don't you stay here? Why why aren't you spending time with me here? I need you. You're, you you must be here with me because you're not my partner if you don't uh, spend the time with me. How can we, how can you expect the communication to be smooth and nice if we don't communicate with me here? And they don't, they, all they do is just, you know, throw the freaking temper tantrum on you and just throw all the blame onto you and, f- and you feel like you're being tossed out the window without regard to your wants and needs, which are simply just five minutes of relaxation and not giving them supply, which is what happened to me with my ex. Um, Whenever I just want five minutes away from him just to, you know, regain some energy and maybe do something else, make myself busy without having to think about him all the time and without having to think think about what's the next topic that we're going to be talking about is... He's just so annoying and he does it like um and whenever I take a like a, a short break and then come back he's always like are you done yet are you finished can we now talk about something else what are we going to talk about figure out a topic we need to talk about oh my goodness and my brain cells are like half they're dying basically uh of trying to think and then he blames me for overthinking and says, you're, you're such an overthinker, you know, you analyzed way too much. But then I'm like, dude, what do you want me to do exactly? I'm lost in here. So that's, that's what happens, you know, they always seem to be in need of you. You have to give them attention, you have to give them... Um, praise you have to give them validation you have to give them value give 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 you know that's all they want to do they need you they need your presence they need your talk they need your energy they need to suck on your energy basically because they're energy vampires and all you gotta do is just shut up and do it Let's talk about the workplace situation, and it's pretty damn similar here. Basically, 
um, you always, always must be immediately, especially when the boss is narcissist. And by the way, I have the most recent and most accurate example about this. My recent boss is extremely, extremely, painfully narcissistic. And I saw all the freaking signs. But you know what? I just let go. You know, I just, I'm tired of like pinpointing everything and trying to focus on each and every detail because I get extremely irritated. And when I get irritated, I won't do it anymore. But I'm only doing it for the sake of getting some financial independence. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, major signs of narcissistic personality were there, like, in plain sight. I remember one of the most prominent things they, my boss would do is that, and actually to whole fucking family, so, you know what I'm saying? Things get intertwined and really mix, mixed up and messed up, you know? Um... When they need to call you, you need to be there immediately. And when you need to be there immediately, it means at this second, right now, right here, at this millisecond, and no freaking delays whatsoever. Even if you have something really urgent to do, even if you're in the middle of the bathroom trying to take a piss because you really need to no that's not necessary right now you have to come here come now and you try to come up with something you try to come up with an excuse you know maybe i'm just in the toilet right now and i'm just gonna come out just in a second you know no <laughs> doesn't work that like that um you have to make a dramatic apology over it so that they can consider it to be a legit reason why um, and anything else, like, committing the smallest mistakes become, becomes, um, like a crime, like you're killing somebody, like you're taking responsibility over someone's life, and things like that, you know, just small, stupid mistakes are made to be so big and so huge and just so immense, you know, you have to be perfectly perfect without no mistakes without any embarrassment uh or embarrassing things done here and there and all the rumors oh my god don't let me mention the rumors man everybody gossips and everybody gossips and talks about everything in the workplace but at the same time everybody acts as though nothing is going on and like i said it's a shared secret but our topic here is not shared secrets, it's the fact that we all have the right to have our own space and time without being uh, the beck and call for anybody if we don't want to. Because the narcissist always is in need of something to feed on, they're like a freaking parasite. Basically, if you compare a narcissist to a parasite, they're practically scientifically the same you know there isn't really much of a difference unfortunately because that's how they grew up unfortunately they stayed in that child like state where they never grew up from their childhood and became mentally mature they just 
stayed stuck there because of the amount of abuse they got from the environment in which they were raised. So you feel like you're treating a toddler, even though they're 55 years old, maybe. So it's really weird, and essentially, they just use a lot of your energy, and you end up, by the end of the day, about to sleep, like you're really, really drained. And your mind is, like, that's it, like it's dead, (laughs) dead and gone, like... You have no freaking brain cells. They're all dead. Um, I'm sorry. But it's because they need you. They need you to spend time with them and and be there for them and uh, provide their needs and wishes and wants. Otherwise, you're not the good person they've always thought you would be. You're not this loving, giving a selfless person they always talk about you as, you know. Um, You're no longer this truthful, honest, beautiful, bestest uh, person they always talk about to others. Of course, there's a reputation there and everything, but if you don't comply to their needs you're not this person they always appreciated and you're always gonna be wrong and you're always gonna be this person who has a lot of flaws and too who has too many flaws to handle and all that shit you just have to go through it as though it's something normal which is not happens a lot and a lot and frequently and i mean it's consistent it's a pattern of behavior this doesn't just happen one time or twice or this happens all the freaking time and they're consistent on it because these people will do whatever it takes to get what they want they are highly highly disagreeable and they are always extroverted to the point that is painfully extroverted you know like to the point where they need people to talk to them and they don't want to be alone. The idea of being alone probably terrifies them a lot, you know. And they even provoke you if you're not giving them attention, if you're not pretty much agreeing with them and just giving them the attention and validation and approval that they're looking for. They will provoke you in several ways where you're irritated and you don't want them to you don't want them to talk like that but because you deserve it and then you, and then they make it sound like it's your fault because now you made them angry because you told them to stop when all they wanted to do was ta- find someone to talk to but what they actually did is they provoked you with like these um coverted insults these comments these side jokes these things that are subtle that there are offensive by the way they're meant to be offensive sometimes and triggering but your supposed job is to is to clear out some of your time space and energy and to spend it on them get whatever it is that they want and need out of you and then you go get do your do your things like what you have to do is you have to put your things 
and wants and needs and space to space and time as, aside and what you have to do is you have to focus on their needs and their wishes and their wants and give them the space and time they need so that they can appreciate you first and then you can go ahead and do what you are supposed to do afterwards and that's the problem they do this to make you neglect your own needs and wants to take care of theirs they're like a freaking baby who does this a freaking baby a baby will scream and cry and yell to, for them to get their milk and once they're happy about it they can go to sleep and then you go do your things once they wake up they cry why change the diaper once they're happy with their diapers changed you can go and do your things and that's it you know that's the thing you have you constantly have to give attention to babies and you feel like you're dealing with the baby at this point because of their cries and yells and needs for attention all the time and that's the problem they have never grown out of that childhood phase they stayed stuck there so you're dealing with a 65 adult with whose mental age is literally two years old you know it's annoying it's painful and that's how it is you know just have to accept the fact that it's tiring it's exhausting it's consuming and it's something we cannot always deal with which is why we have this personal right here right here right there right now is that i have the right to my own space and time which means i'm not other people's beck and call if I don't want to be. I have the right for my own space and time. And I'm not supposed to be other people's beck and call whenever they want me. If I can appreciate a couple of hours just to be on my own, just to breathe, meditate, read, uh, watch a movie, I don't know, do a workout, whatever. If I can just dedicate that time to myself and only myself where I can actually feel like I'm energizing myself when I'm by myself, when I don't need anybody else around, that is totally fine and it's totally normal. In fact, it is necessary. You can be an extroverted person and you might need, which is, oh, uh, I forgot to mention that the personality traits include extroversion actually so just add that to there so just right now okay if you happen to be an agreeable highly conscientious person mildly neurotic but also extroverted you can i mean you should take the time to be alone sometimes to work on the things you want to work because you're conscientious and you really want to you really feel good about working and producing more and being productive that's totally fine but if you are agreeable which happens to be that you are giving too much of your time and energy for other people because you think about other people's priorities more than yours and you tend to be affectionate and more tender towards others than yourself you might want to decrease that a little bit and become more assertive and get you get your things and needs met first it's okay to be a little bit selfish we're not talking about narcissism here we're talking about a decent 
reasonable amount of selfishness that actually helps you uh, develop and grow and become a better version of yourself. Eventually, we're talking about self-evolution regardless of the abuse. So you need self-evolution, okay? And if you're extroverted, you also need some time by yourself because you need that time to work more on yourself than to have to spend it with other people who are, are going to, um, you know, consume that time. Sometimes there are people who all they want to do is suck that energy out of us and leave us dry, leave us, leave our mouths, you know, dry and looking for something. But, you know, we're hungry. We can't get that, you know, so... We need that time sometimes to be alone. And we need that space to energize, to protect our vibes and frequency and energy from the toxic, abusive, annoying people. Unfortunately, I mean, I hate to say this, but everyone's flawed, you know, but there's a specific amount of flaw, flawness? There's a specific amount of flaws that is um, acceptable and and that can be handled. Not to the point where they feel like they can they cannot do anything without your presence. That is too much. Okay, that is parasitic. That is something that needs to be avoided. But if it is at a certain point at a certain level, at a certain time where there is a dedication of energy and focus and time to be spent together to talk about something, that's totally fine for a period of time, yes, but not too much where you feel like you're drained, you're you're sinking, you're drowning and nobody's saving you. You have to save yourself and get out of there and just excuse yourself, just say, Hey, I have to do something right now. I'm really busy. I'll talk to you later. And just call it off like that. You know, you don't have to freaking up and leave in in a storm. But just, you know, just make up something as an excuse and just leave. And give that space and time that you need for yourself. Because you need time to heal. And you need time to focus on yourself. And on your projects and on your productivity and everything in between. So remember this right. This right is very extremely important. And you have the right to it. You have the right to your own space and time. And you don't... And you're not other people's beck and call. Okay? You might find yourself too agreeable and too extroverted to the point where you feel like you cannot do anything without the presence of others. And you cannot... Um... Focus on yourself because you want to be around people where you're, you're giving your energy to other, to them. And you're, and you're basically being too generous. And you're, and you're spending your time with them instead of, on them, instead of spending that time building your own energy. So you really have to work on that. And you really have to establish the fact that you have the right to your own space and time and it's totally fine. There's no reason to feel guilty over this because we all have our own space and time needs, okay? And we have to meet those needs. 
to our own self so that we can help um, ourselves grow. And if this person continues doing their same shit, just, I'm sorry, but I, we cannot fix them. We cannot fix people. We're not in control of how they behave, what they say, what they do. The only people we are responsible over is ourselves. So being able to do that and being able to dedicate space and time for ourselves without feeling guilty and without being or feeling like we are the beck and call for whenever someone calls us. If we don't want to, you know what? If we don't want to, there's no reason as to why we should be ashamed, especially if we say that we don't want to be people's beck and call whenever they call for us. I'm sorry. Whenever they call for us. But when they're consistent and when they're sort of like guilt-tripping you, why are you doing this right now? Why are you, why are you avoiding me? Why are you not talking, taking the time, taking, I'm sorry, taking the time to be with me? Why are you disrupting this smooth connection that we're having and all that? If they keep on persistently guilt tripping you, then persist on it. Do it every time they comment. Make sure you maintain that, that time and that specific dedicated time to yourself for yourself that specific space and time for yourself if you don't want to be other people's beck and call you should never feel guilty and if you really don't want to be other people's beck and call then you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like you're missing out on anything it's just a time you know it's just an event I have better things to do. I have more important things to do. Think about it. You don't have to be other people's beck and call, and you might as well not, because there's so much more to life than feeling like you're drowning and nobody's out there to save you. Okay? So, even if they persist on guilt-tripping you and manipulating you into coming back every time, You have to reach that point where you don't give a damn anymore and you have to reach a point where you decide for yourself that you're going to give this time and space especially for you because you need you and only you can help yourself progress. Okay? Since we're talking about self-evolution regardless of the abuse here, I want you to evolve regardless of the abuse. All right. So that is right number 24, and let me state it again, I have a right to my own space and time, which means I am not other people's beck and call if I don't want to. Alright, and that's today's episode, I hope you enjoyed and I hope you learned something from it. And uh, thank you very much for listening, remember you have this right, because you do. So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode, and as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. 
I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where where you'll find my podcast available. Like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently... I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.